love us. I think we're great. I think we're delightful. We're so funny. Why are, Why is no one snatching us up? Where's Audible? Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> where is the squatty potty? Like, I want my fucking... <laughs> where? <laughs> I just want free a free squatty potty. That's all. Same. Where's our Blue Apron sponsorship? Truly. I'm like, come on. Where's Wix? Come on, Wix. <laughs> Wix, come on. Welcome back to the Thick List. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Hasn't it been some time? It has been a second since we recorded last, yeah. We recorded back in... First weekend of May, technically. It was like April 31st, May 1st situation. Or 30th, however many days are in April. It is mid-July. We are still locked in the house. So much has happened and so little has happened yeah man like so much on the national stage and like so little personally you know what i mean it's like this weird because life feels very small i don't know if you experienced this but life is feeling very small in ways that it hadn't before where it was like i only see a couple of people Mm -hmm. i only go to a couple of places i rarely leave my apartment (laughs) like yeah so in that way life has gotten small but also so much of what's happened since april to now and what i'm sure will happen in the interim between recording this and posting this mm-hmm. is that's a thing we're learning um will be big yeah. and important and huge and so that dichotomy is really <laughs> it's interesting i'm twitching aggressively friends yeah. uh <laughs> it's it's a lot to like live through as a person um but yeah i think about that a lot and i'm like oh it's always so funny to me when I'm like talking, when I talk to my therapist, hey, James, shout out to you. Um, whenever I'm talking to James or to anyone and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like trying to be like a good sport, but I'm also like really exhausted or I'm really like tired or like these people annoy me and I'm like, I feel like a bad person. And the first thing he always says is, you are living through a pandemic, my friend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. There was a post going around kind of early on that was like, no, no, no. You are not working from home. You are, at, like, quarantining during a, pr- a pandemic and attempting to still work. <laughs> like, that Ooh. is what's happening. Yeah, that's and a like, great way to phrase it. You know, now I'm unemployed. Haha, <laughs> fun. But the the theory of that is the same. Mm-hmm. Like, it keeps... Everybody is still just trying to survive right now in whatever way that they can. And the, as the machine of capitalism rages on... <laughs> Yeah. But we don't have to. We don't have to go down that that path. <laughs> right, right. I, I do want to mention that uh, also. There was a post that I saw right around when we started quarantining that was that said something to the effect of like, "Now you're going to be able to tell who your real friends are, who checks up on you." And someone very quickly was like, "No, fuck that. Like, you have to mm-hmm. take care of yourself in whatever way that means. And if that means mm-hmm. just like locking yourself up and watching the Great British Bake Off while eating cake, then that is your prerogative. Like, there." Like, this is not the time for that. And I was, like, yeah. so grateful because that's something I struggle with on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's so – that's such a manipulative thing to say or do mm-hmm. because you have no idea what's going on in someone's life on the day-to-day. Like, you have no idea really what, you know, what other things they could be dealing with. Like, they could be having a COVID scare. They could be losing – like, they could be under threat of eviction. They could be out protesting and being, you know, having a lot of health risks and physical risks to their body. Like, you have no idea why somebody hasn't sent you particularly a text. (laughs) Like, it's super (laughs) shitty to be like, basically, like, 
giving tests of your friendship to people without their knowledge or consent like don't do that guys that's bullshit and also yeah. like the world doesn't revolve around you so like as much as the world revolves around me like, <laughs> it doesn't though right like it doesn't like other people have lives and they're allowed to have lives and you are allowed to not be the priority in their life and that doesn't mean that you're not their friend amen Wow, maturity. Hi. <laughs> but also, did you just turn on some kind of neon light in your room? I turned on my LED strips. I'm fully going to become a TikTok e-boy, as they call them. I am living. <laughs> I, I looked up and I was like, is he in Tron now? Like, <laughs> what is this? It very quickly becomes like from Tron to like, welcome, welcome to my playroom. Oh, I hate it. I was going to go with Star Wars, but I'm asexual. So yeah. <laughs> it does look like a lightsaber. You ca y'all can't see this because, you know, this is an audio medium. But uh, yeah, definitely. I was like, there's a lightsaber coming out of the side of your head. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be worrying. That would be very worrying. You'd be dead given the laws of, you know, lightsaber physics or whatever. Right. Or because the lightsaber is so hot and it would be cauterizing the wound, would I be okay anyway? As long as the lightsaber stayed in my head. There is a real Tumblr post about this. I've seen it. Where, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> then I don't have to explain it. Friends, if you have not seen it, it's the one about the um, hot knife. Yep, yep. <laughs> where it was like, stabby stab. <laughs> and then it was like, the four different Hogwarts houses respond to this question of, if you stab someone with this knife, would they bleed out or would it cauterize the wound? And the my... I am very much a Hufflepuff, and the response that resonated the most with me was, guys, stop stabbing each other. You could just have automatic toast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, just make bread. Just make bread. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, so that has nothing to do with <laughs> the fan fictions that we're reading. Once again, this is who we are as people. <laughs> yeah, well, so what are the fan fictions we're reading, Aaron? What's our tag this week? Our tag today is a fascinating one, <gasps> I think, because it's not really a tag per se it's like a genre of mm, fan fiction mm -hmm. or a type of fan fiction we are doing crossovers yes uh, i'm sure yes. many of people all two of you that listen have been waiting with bated breath for whenever we do a crossover the day is have here they, though? is that like a thing well, I don't know <laughs> because I don't. I don't know our demographic. Um, I'd have to look at some numbers. But <laughs> All right, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. But I know that. I mean, it is a huge like community. Like, like when I looked up crossovers, the amount of results was staggering. Mm -hmm. And I just That's true. I, like it. Just makes sense to me. I think that there's a very passionate like faction of people who love crossover fan fiction. And you know what? I can't fault them for it. It ain't me, friends. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be upfront about my feelings about this. Well, why don't we save this for after? Should, or should we talk about it now? What do you think? Well, this is the moment where we're like, okay, well, what do we look for in a crossover? I don't because I hate crossover. <laughs> uh, and I didn't realize how much I dislike crossover until I had to pick one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I don't, I don't read them. Like, ever. And I think it's just something about fan fiction being very much about, for me, exploring a world further that, like, adding a new variable, I'm like, no, no, no. No, I can't do it. Like, just just stop. No, I don't want Harry Potter in this, <laughs> in this, you know, I don't know, Stranger Things fan fiction. Like, I don't want that. Like, I emphatically do not want it. Um, you don't want Darth like, Vader going to, like, Camp Half-Blood with Percy Jackson? <laughs> don't cross the streams is my thing. Like... 
it, no, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense in my brain. My whole brain breaks and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, I mean, I, we both, I, I attempted to remove that element from my critique as much as possible because that's not fair to judge something based on sort of like a general dislike of the trope mm-hmm, or the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to try to come to the to the I'm I'm currently eating friends. So the hope is that by the time we get to me reviewing a fic I'll be nicer. <laughs> um I I'm going to attempt to basically rate it and review it on merit as as the thing that it is without allowing my general dislike for the premise to 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 color that too much that's very big of you i think i i appreciate it i'm sure everyone else does too i haven't done it yet so maybe <laughs> don't <laughs> maybe don't wait until me too early until yeah wait until i've actually succeeded <laughs> i shouldn't catch, uh, count my chickens before they hatch is what you're saying correct yeah 100 percent. it's such a good one how do you feel about crossovers what what do you like about them or dislike about them it's interesting because uh, I knew that they existed, and I don't know that I ever willingly read one. Mm-hmm. Um, it just never really called my attention. That being said, having read a few, I was not fully. I, I don't think I have as strong as as strong a dislike as you do, Aaron. I think for me, I really appreciate how when you put two things like when you cross over something, I feel like because you're dealing with two fandoms sometimes it becomes easy it becomes more accessible for a person because they don't go as fully into like one show storyline sometimes um Mm -hmm. uh, so it's more accessible for me to read and like kind of gauge like oh do i like the characters or do i like this fandom is it something i would like to read more of so i really appreciated that and i just i think that it's like when it's done well when it's not just like crack fic i think that it's like really can be really engaging and like really creative like i i live for people finding creative ways to connect characters and when it makes sense i'm Mm. like oh so good but yeah Yeah. i don't ever find myself drawn to them where i'm like oh i'll definitely read that i actually think i experienced something like the opposite of that where it makes it feel less accessible to me Mm. which is perhaps why i don't like it even in situations where i know both of the fandoms that it's coming from there's something about it that just is jarring to me in a way that takes me out of the world Mm, right i think it does come back to and we've talked about this in previous podcasts that i very much rely on world building and enjoy world building and so if you mash up worlds that are disparate and you don't necessarily explain why or how i just have a really hard time with it i'm currently reading a work in progress that is doing a really interesting job of it it's like kind of the first time that i've been interested in a crossover of everybody kind um and it is magicians i was gonna so. say what is what is crossing over with the magicians in this face stop it <laughs> we are once again at zero um but i didn't send it to you because it's a work in progress duh. um but it's by one of my favorite authors who um is really 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 stellar and also we're friends on twitter which is like dope um let me see if i can find her handle so i can just like yeah give her a credit because she's great she was one of my like salty mutuals when the magicians thing exploded she's like the best she had the best hot takes of like anybody. I, I love like, it. Yes. Please. The page responded too slowly. Fuck you, Archive of Our Own. <laughs> Not actually. I love Archive of Our Own. Don't ever. <laughs> so I did find the fic that I'm referring to, and it's called Return to the Sunlit Lands by Pan Bolin. P-A-N-B-O-L-E-Y-N. And it is a Magicians and Chronicles of Narnia <gasps> crossover. So when it finishes, I'm definitely going to send it to you. Please Basically, do. 
Yeah, basically the idea is that Quentin escapes from the underworld and in doing so ends up in Narnia and then connects with like Prince Caspian and all these characters. And so it is really and the I think what I'm liking about it so far is that the world building is so so thorough between the two because they're both sort of like equal fantasy types mm-hmm. um and they both have enough background and all that kind of stuff that like they mesh well so i think for me when crossovers are really frustrating is when there's like very different types of storytelling happening between the original source material mm-hmm. so it, they don't lend themselves to an even mesh um, right if that makes sense like if you try to put harry potter in like a rom-com i'm like how does how does what like n- one is like a deeply complicated <laughs> or like deep fantasy not deep fantasy i shouldn't say that's harry potter but you know like i don't i, I don't always buy some deep themes yeah i don't even more in the sense of like you know it's got all of this like nuance and like there's yeah. a whole world built around it versus like oh it's high school you know what i mean <laughs> I don't know. I just said, like, I'm very excited about this fic. I'm excited about fix like that, where I think that's where I want crossovers to be, and it doesn't often happen that way. So yeah. that's why I think my frustration, where my frustration comes from. But Makes definitely sense. check out Pan Bolin's uh, fic, guys, because, like, this is not a Magician's episode, but, like, I have to just say it every episode, right? This is who I am. So should I launch into what you sent to me first? Yes, because I forget what I sent you. <laughs> Great. Good start. Please know that I went down the list of, like, I think I just put, I like chose crossover and then went like filtered out fandoms I didn't know anything about and then was like, cool, fine, whatever, this works. You sent me, uh, and this is an archive of our own, it is titled, and it feels like jealousy Ah. Uh, by Starkind. And this is a crossover fic between uh, the Iron Man movies, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, and the newest Wonder Woman movies. Or movie mm-hmm. currently, uh, soon to be two. Um, it is a thruple between mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Iron Man, and Batman. Also, to, or <laughs> as the as the author says, a Wonder Iron Bat collection. That is the least exciting <laughs> poly ship name of any Honestly, superhero. I kind of love it. <laughs> it's a good one, but it's not as funny. Yes, I know. It's like, no Stark Spangled Banner. I get it's it. Still the best. All right. Yeah. Unrealistic expectations. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the summary reads: Even if they trust each other, the ugly green monster sometimes rears its head. Here's how it goes: Tony breaks out out the sass. Diana relies on intuition. Bruce acts. Or three different settings, three different ways of coping. Mm-hmm. And that is a really fucking good summary for what this fic mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's 4,000 words. So, like, it's not too long, but it's like, it's like a sizable chunk. It was as much crossover fic as I was willing to read at the time. Aaron, please. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not getting nicer with food, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we should just not do my fic. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, this is a really good summary. Uh, it's separated into three different chapters and the first one is bruce and tony dealing with being jealous over diana she's she's talking to clark kent who's superman uh, and apparently six five and listen i've been in quarantine for too long everyone i read six five and my first thought was like i'd climb him like a tree <laughs> <laughs> oh poor elon it's been too long um any whomst <laughs> So Wonder Woman is talking to Superman and at this like fancy like benefit gala at Wayne Mansion and Tony is like really outwardly like, Aren't you jealous? Look at him and Bruce is being like, 
you know, as he as he's wont to do. Yeah. Um, and then they like break him, like they go and they like break that up or whatnot. <laughs> and later they're like after after the party they're like undressing and like getting ready for bed. And Tony's telling Bruce, you know, she'd make a better match with Clark Kent. I mean, like he's gorgeous, he's immortal, <laughs> she's immortal. Like they they are a better pair. And then Diana comes in and is like, guys, stop fucking talking about who I belong with. Like. Mm-hmm. that's really fucking misogynistic and then mm-hmm. um they're like okay sorry and that's it you know that's the, yep. that's that's the first chapter uh second chapter <laughs> um is bruce uh being talked up by who i believe is catwoman um batman at, at another fancy benefit in wayne mansion and and this this woman who's flirting with bruce wayne is like outwardly flirting like cupping his jaw and like being really like flirtatious which honestly, same girl. And Diana and Tony go over and like break that up. And they're like, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> and they're like, take them to like some deserted hallway next to the kitchen and basically like assault this poor Batman and like give him a hand job. And yep. he's very And by assault, we mean have like very consensual <laughs> yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What she said. Bruce wasn't complaining. Uh, he liked Mm-mm. it. Established couple, well, thruple. Yes. Um, and that's the end of the Bruce Wayne chapter. And then the Tony Stark chapter, the third one, is Tony's having a party at his place. And they aren't out, like, they aren't public, like, with their mm-hmm. throuple. So Tony has to keep up this uh, persona of, like, oh, I'm a playboy and, like, you know, I can get whoever I want. I, you know, even though he's not drinking anymore and he's not, he's in a po- very polyam <laughs> devoted, committed, there we go, committed uh, polyamorous relationship. You got there eventually. This is how little experience I have with polyamory, you know? Like, I am still Mm -hmm. trying to get it into my vernacular and make sure that it comes out naturally to me. So he's not out, and this means that at his party, he's, like, partying it up. And he asks Bruce, who's, like, sulking in a corner, like, come dance with me, please. And Bruce is like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I like the pseudo-Batman voice that you attempt when you speak like him. I'm Batman. (laughs) No, you are not. <laughs> you have blue hair, Alan. I'm blue hair, Batman. <laughs> I am not Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then Tony's like, all right, fuck you too. And is like dancing it up on the dance floor. Diana eventually finds Bruce and is like, oh, let me guess. Uh, Tony asked you to dance. You said no, and now you're, so- and now you're moping because he's out there dancing. And Bruce is like, me. Yeah, and Bruce is a big old baby, which is like very on brand. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and then so they're watching over Tony and eventually notice that he's like stumbling on his feet a lot. And they're like, oh, but he's not drinking anymore. And then they see this guy who's like really getting up on Tony Stark. And so it's like it's very clear that he's been roofied. And so Diana mm-hmm. goes to get Pepper and like she's like, OK, I'm going to go get Pepper and we're going to get security and we're going to take care of this discreetly. Um, just watch over him, make sure nothing ha- else happens. So she goes and then she's coming back with Pepper and she comes back to find everyone like crowded around the pool. And essentially <laughs> fucking Bruce Wayne is holding this guy's head underwater like blah, 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 blah. He's like functionally waterboarding him. Essentially. <laughs> and he's like, what, what What? do we have to say? And the dude's like, oh, I don't know what you want me to say, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah. And Diana's like, God damn it, Bruce. Yeah. Diana's like, you couldn't have waited five minutes for me to come back with a lasso of truth. Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Typical men. Yeah. Um, And the fic ends with um, Diana and Bruce taking care of Tony, like, as he's sick and he, like, is shivering with the after effects of the roofie drug. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually very sweet and made, reminded me a lot of a sick fic. Mm-hmm. So it's very comforting. And that's the fic, you know? It was just three different alternating points on a polyamorous relationship and how they deal with jealousy. I thought it was well done. Yeah. It's a, it's really three one-shots in one fic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because they're not connected. The chapter's not connected. Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah. Um, I also, when I first saw the the fandom that you decided to cross over i was like all right so we're cheating now are we uh-huh i was like oh great yeah marvel dc this is this is big they're superheroes i don't care <laughs> it's like the easiest crossover uh-huh it's because i didn't i i don't like pushing myself i'm very happy in my little comfort zone the fact that it wasn't a magician's fanfic frankly you should be grateful okay i don't think you could have ever like sent me a magician's fanfic that crossed over with something if it wasn't absolutely perfection right well yeah like i talked about at the beginning like there's that one that one that isn't done yet so yeah so <laughs> I, just, I just feel like you wouldn't you would never abide for anything that is not a perfection in a magician's fanfic that's true i have very high standards <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this was this was lovely though um i i am very excited to keep reading more about um polyamorous relationships and like how they like, I'm so interested in the dynamics of, like, comfort and, like, how each partner plays a role. Um, and I thought this was a really good fit for that. Um, mm-hmm. the, is the crossover done well? I mean, yes. It's not. It's not, it's a, not hard. It's not a hard stretch of the imagination to imagine that Gotham City is, like, right next to New York City. It's, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, I mean, Iron Man is functionally Batman, but Marvel's take on it. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's just kind of what it is. And then, like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same. <laughs> I'm going to get some serious fanboy hate for saying that, but it's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. So, yeah. Was it successful as the crossover? Yes. But it would have been... You would have had to be trying really hard to not make this successful. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was uh, fairly well written. The, the narrative like pushed forward uh, just the right amount of dialogue. Not a lot of world building, but... Uh, makes sense i i enjoyed myself i thought it was it was a very sweet little little piece oh good yeah that's exciting uh i'd say like a 3.2 out of 5 i'll take that happily feels good to me sweet feels like jealousy some might say (laughs) i dislike you so much (laughs) yeah i mean to be honest with you i just didn't i didn't I was not particularly emotionally invested in this fic the way that I sometimes am with other things. So I don't have a lot to say about it, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I thought it was certainly good enough to like read and send your way. And it caught my eye of the options that there were. I definitely cheated. (laughs) I was going to say, it it was like you, you get, you technically get a passing grade, but it's like a D, you know, like... (laughs) I fulfilled the terms of the assignment. <laughs> you did the you bare minimum. You have to give me an A on a technicality. Well, that's which not, I'm that's not accurate. Very good at being that turned, way. Where you I'm turned like, in the assignment. <laughs> I did. I fulfilled the terms of the assignment that I was given. Just because you don't like the way that I did it doesn't mean I did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, there was no caveat that said they had to be very disparate. <laughs> you just really don't like the thought of getting a low grade. No, I hate it. I am the Amy Santiago of <laughs> the podcast. Leslie Nope of this podcast. Area. I'm definitely that character. Um, Amazing. That does remind me of the time that I got my grade deducted for an ungraded assignment, and I'm still bitter. <laughs> <laughs>
So, Aaron, what did I send you? You sent me... Oh, Alan. <laughs> a fic called Queer Eye John Locke Edition. It's on AO3, and it's written by someone named... Uh, the username is Felshish. Felshish. F-E-L-L-S-H-I-S-H. I don't, I don't know... I don't know how to pronounce that. It's okay. It's not meant to be read out loud. The summary is, John is not gay. Sherlock is married to his work. It's been years and years, and Molly is fed up with her clueless friends. She nominates John for a new season of Netflix's Queer Eye and asks the Fad Five to not only renew his closet, but drag the man out of it. I had a little bit of an issue with this premise. Okay. Specifically the idea that the Fab Five would ever be comfortable or willing to drag anyone out of the closet and that was the specter haunting this fic for me the whole time i was Mm. like these are real people (laughs) like i think i had a hard time because it was functionally rpf in that Mm -hmm. sense and they are so well known for being so gentle with their queer clients especially compared to their straight clients because they understand what it's like to be in the process of coming out of the closet or repressed in some way that like the idea that they would ever like intentionally put john in uncomfortable situations with sherlock or whatever to try to get him to come out fundamentally did not jive with my my feelings on them so like they're from the beginning i was like not down with (laughs) that interpretation that's fair yeah so basically the way that this fic is structured it's actually kind of reminiscent of the one fic that you sent a long time ago that was the harry styles and louis tomlinson fic where he was a youtuber Mm, yes 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 Uh, where the fic mimics That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It kind of mimics the structure of an episode of the thing. So in this case, Queer Eye. So Mm -hmm, it's written mm -hmm. to be like an episode, but as you're sort of like experiencing it, not necessarily in the sense that it's written like a screenplay. And it starts off in like they're showing up, they're going to London, they end up at John and Sherlock's uh, flat. And they're doing the thing in the car in the beginning where they're like reading the file and (laughs) explaining who they are. And... I understand that Jonathan Van Ness is a lot of, it's he's just a lot of person. Sure. And he's the best. But I thought this was kind of a mean interpretation of Jonathan's allotness. Did you feel that at all? No, I think you took this a lot more to heart than I did. Maybe. I, th- I took it too seriously, perhaps. Yeah, I very much took it as a humor piece and you very much went a different route with it, which is I fair always... and like valid. Perhaps if I treated it like crack, I would be less right grumpy with it but just yeah maybe i did not prep you sufficiently for this (laughs) yeah that's okay um so i just i I, the thing i think part of it what's going on with it too is that like some characters are really in character right like the way that they write tan is actually really close to tan's voice in my brain Uh uh-huh but the way that they wrote, say, like jonathan in particular just felt like such a parody of jonathan van ness and he's already like made fun of so much in pop culture and i'm very protective of that person because Mm -hmm. i think he deserves the world like he's so wonderful in so many ways um yeah so i got a little grumpy right off the bat um in comparison (laughs) i'm not a good person i can't stand anthony (laughs) oh my god so you loved how how just like basic and like hair-headed they made anthony in this film i was like you right (laughs) I never claimed to be a good person. Um, so the yeah, I don't. I I think I wrote 
one of my first notes in this was, wow, I still dislike Antony, even in fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, so frustrating. Um, there was a line that I really had an issue with, and that was, I think, where I was just like, I'm I'm not down with this fic. Uh, Bobby, who can be very curt, like he can have a very dark sense of humor in the show and like yeah. in life. So I don't. I, I, I don't want to characterize him as somebody who would say this, but I, I get where the impulse to write this line came from. I just think it was too far. Um, was the line Bobby is saying, this is the most depressing kids room I've ever seen, Bobby says, and I've seen Trump's detention camp pictures. Yeah. And I was out at that point. Like, yeah. there was no coming back from that for me. So just so you know like that and that was pretty early on <laughs> it was yeah um i definitely thought about i thought about warning you with that caveat but i was like <sighs> yeah but then i was and, like i don't want to like i try not to impact your reading so that you get your reactions like without too much of an influence on me i think there's sometimes a struggle with fan fiction particularly if it's like crack ish with it doesn't it doesn't always sit right with somebody like mm-hmm. it just doesn't and that doesn't mean it's bad it means it's not for me yeah um and, and I, do, I, I yeah, also to be clear i also thought that that joke was very not good oh, like not yeah. great at all yeah no like, that, that, that we're not talking about that joke in particular <laughs> like that joke in particular was really in poor taste and offensive and i really didn't like it um but overall like this type of fiction this type of fanfic and like usually doesn't sit well with me either so now you're adding a trope that i don't like with a type of writing i don't care for (laughs) so i was not i was not set up for success (laughs) (laughs) anyway moving right along uh i also actually had more sort of generalized uh conundrum again with the mashup because queer eye is really silly and lighthearted a lot of the time or like intentionally sort of like evocative emotionally in a more positive like like cathartic kind of way and Mm -hmm. sherlock can get real dark yes and i thought that tone mashup was kind of hard because like sherlock wanted to be really serious and like the character of sherlock was really in general is really serious like the things that they have gone through a really serious and it didn't feel like because of that disparity it didn't feel like the fab five were like being sincere in their like with their help or like it just felt like they were just like so it just put them in a bad light in my estimation of it so it was just really it was hard to read because i was like they're not taking john's like trauma seriously i definitely overthought this (laughs) yeah but i mean that's fair (laughs) So, I mean, I don't feel like we need to go too deep into the rest of the plot of this fic, although I did love that at one point Antony is making him guacamole and John's like, it's guacamole. <laughs> like, this is the stupidest <laughs> shit ever. Um, and I was like, correct. Antony is not actually a chef. Uh, and therefore not particularly helpful. Oh my God. I I will die on this hill that Antony is the most overrated and least talented member of the Fab Five, just on the content of the show. Um, I don't know him personally, so I don't I can't speak to his actual like real life. Yeah, this is a Bobby household. This is absolutely a Bobby household. That man uh, redoes entire fucking houses in like three days. <laughs> Antony slices an avocado and calls it art. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> now he's never gonna want to come on the podcast i don't care i don't want to talk to him <laughs> oh but he's friends with jonathan they're like buddies they are well 
Jonathan, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure Anthony in real life is a delight. That's not, I'm not, I don't mean to disparage somebody in real life. Um, just like on the show. I'm like, come on, you have to do better. <laughs> uh so anyway they move forward like the through the course of the show they do the thing where they have their moment with each of the each of the people Mm -hmm. so each of the fab five have their moment with john and then it ends with bobby has redecorated the house and taken john's like cot or bed out of the space so now they have to share a bed Mm -hmm. and sherlock thinks that it this means he's getting forced to move out and they have a whole confrontation and in that john's like no i actually love you and want to share a bed with you and sherlock is like uh what okay and then they're they're together it just felt really out of character for the queer eye guys against the ethos of the show uh and it i i didn't feel like even the realization moment at the end where like john and sherlock get together was even earned like it just felt kind of forced and fake and i clearly was not a fan of this this fan fiction and i think it's because i took it at face value seriously and not as crack yeah i mean that's fair i i think yeah we definitely approached this from different places can i ask you why you sent this to me uh i thought it was fun okay that's fair. i had a good time like is everything you saying true yes and Mm -hmm. very accurate I don't know. I just thought it was a good time. I thought it was a interesting take on like, I like the thought of taking the format of something and then applying that to a different fandom. So Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, that's a good time. And I've tried very, I've tried very hard, especially this, this season to not try to read your mind (laughs) to try and get Mm -hmm. better ratings. Like to me, I'm like, does it, is it a crossover? Does it fulfill the task? sufficiently for me yes okay cool and then i just think it makes for good conversation you know that makes sense to me i think yeah i don't think you should necessarily choose fix based on what you think i will like um also, it's not how it's I also interesting because i have found more success now <laughs> when i don't mm-hmm. care as much than yep. when i was trying to like think oh like will aaron think this is like good yeah like, my average has gone up, which is nice. And I also think you're trying to be a nicer person, so that's good. <laughs> uh, I actually agree. I think I want to I read the fix that you think are worth reading. Like, that's kind of the point. And that's definitely how I approach it, where I'm like, you know I don't really care what you're going to think about it. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be good, and I like it, whatever. Uh, but, I mean, that said, I did not care for this one. <laughs> that's fair. I get it. Um, I, I hear everything you're saying, and... I agree. Yeah. I just interesting because I none of that like immediately reads to me, and I think it like I don't know. It makes me feel like oh, am I a bad person for <laughs> not having mm-hmm. immediately thought about the like the how the queer I like the Fab Five symbolize something to like the queer community. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. is, am I bad for having that have not having immediately crossed my mind? I don't think it's. I mean, I think as with anything, like you are allowed to fic anything you want as long as you're not telling the people you're ficking that you're doing it. Um, and <laughs> like something being meaningful or have, holding a lot of weight in the queer community doesn't mean that they're not up for grabs as like public entities, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But that does carry weight with it that will end up informing how people respond to the thing so like i can't divorce 
my feelings on the individual, you know, Fab Five guys or the tone of the show or how important it is to me or how much I love Jonathan Mendes from any interpretation of them in right. fanfic that I find not super kind. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm going to carry that with me when I walk in the door. And that's a risk you take with fan fiction is that you are asking people to bring their baggage with them. I mean, it happens with fiction too. Like if you walk into any magician's fic, you're asking somebody to bring all the baggage from season four and five with them. And, right. you know, and that's going to be different than for somebody who hasn't seen the show. Like we, like we've seen with you, like it's not, it's not the same. Like you approach the story differently based yeah. on what you're carrying with you when you walk in the door. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it, it certainly informs the interpretation of it. I don't know. Something to talk to, talk to my therapist about. <laughs> Oh, James. <laughs> James, you know how I do a podcast? Well, Erin was mean and she called me. <laughs> <laughs> you back much, somehow. I, I owe you, like, money for all of the time you spent <laughs> in therapy talking about how mean I am. No, not true. Not true. <laughs> You're, like, kind of true. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing but lovely things. Um, but, yeah, that that was that's interesting to think about. Um, yeah, because I just think when I'm... It feels like a shitty thing to say, but to me, when I'm reading fan fiction, I try, I try not to think about all of the like other stuff. Like I mm-hmm. just want to read because again, to me, it was a, a very much an escape. Like I need mm-hmm. to not be me for a moment. And I guess I just haven't ever fully come out of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't stop and think about like, oh, how does this, like, what does this mean in regards to like the queer community or to this or that? Um, it's like similar so I, I'm doing summer camp currently and it's virtual thank god but I've become such I've become I'm a big player in it that I control the zoom breakout rooms and mm. every camper goes into one of 10 breakout rooms and we have like 80 campers so mm-hmm. I very quickly have to sort them into their groups very quickly and for the first like week or two I was like everyone just jokingly called me the sorting hat and I thought it was hilarious and I put mm-hmm. that as my like Zoom name, and so the kids started calling me uh, the the sword and hat. But then, like, and this was shortly on the heels of uh, J.K. Rowling's transphobic uh, tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck J.K. Rowling. Just saying that out loud. Continue. <laughs> yes, true, exactly. Um, but again, that's something that I had not considered. Mm-hmm. And then someone like mentioned it, and then we had to be like, oh yeah, that's a thing that happened. And so we had to like do away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did. Um, and we'd no longer use it, which is good. But it's a thing of like, it doesn't immediately come to me. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't think that's a shitty thing, though. I think that's just a real experience of media consumption, right? right. Like that's that is a valid way to experience media because it, I think that's probably how most people experienced media media pre-social media and internet Mm, a good point yeah like we exist in this constant feedback loop of you know something comes out and there's immediately like seven think pieces on why it's problematic right Mm. and all of those critiques could be valid but it's also equally valid for somebody to to, for example like, like we can talk about harry potter like I think you can still hold Harry Potter as important in your life and having given you something important. Yeah. While also recognizing that J.K. Rowling 
causes a great deal of harm by being a turf and being clear like low-key anti-semitic and oh, all yeah. sorts of so yeah, many like, bad things like yeah woof that, like, not great um and both of those things can exist simultaneously without canceling each other out but you do just kind of you have to reckon with what that means for your interpretation of the work. And as long as I think you're not burying your head in the sand and saying, oh, this doesn't matter at all because I said so, and you're engaging somewhat thoughtfully with it at some point, in some capacity, then, like, you've done the thing that you need to do. Like, I think where you would have gone wrong or what what sometimes happens is that people get really offended or defensive of the thing that you are critiquing because it is part of their identity and by Mm. critiquing or you know pointing out flaws in the thing you are now somehow critiquing them and that's not really the goal like the goal is to just point out that like hey maybe a world in which the entire money structure of you know the wizarding world is run by caricatures of jewish people is a little anti-semitic and we should perhaps pick at that a little bit and how that preys upon certain subconscious biases in your brain and how like normal that normalizes it i'm not calling you anti-semitic you know what i mean like i'm saying (laughs) hey let's be critical of this media that we're consuming (laughs) yeah Um, yeah so I think, I mean, I don't think it's, sh- all that was a very long-winded way of saying, I don't think it's shitty to engage differently with media than other people. And it also, like, is fair to just want entertainment out of something. Like, I think, it, I don't think that's a bad thing. Because there are some, there are some things out there that, like, I still, like, will watch Harry Potter movies because they're entertaining yeah. and not overthink it. Like, mm-hmm. that's a thing. But if somebody were to, like, say hey this thing that you're doing you know talking about harry potter or whatever is like really hurtful and here's why i would also have that conversation yeah does, does that even make any sense or no, am I yeah, just rambling I thought, endlessly no. i think it <laughs> yeah. makes a lot of sense i think that was a very good conversation yeah thanks you're welcome <laughs> i think you're a good person alan <laughs> i try you know and yeah. i think that's half the battle that is truly all you can ask of anybody right like is to give it an honest try yep yep so I guess it's we've come to that point, Aaron. I I have to, I I I am bound by the by the, by the rules of our podcast to ask you for your rating on Queer Eye John Locke edition. This is not an orphan account, is it? <laughs> uh, no, it is not. It is not. Yeah. I I will give it a one. Okay, that's fair. And uh because i don't think it's a kindness to rate anything a zero i think that's actually just being mean um because i i also choose to believe that i don't know this author's intent but as Mm -hmm. for everything that i see from this author this is a sincere thing like it's not them Mm -hmm. writing something with an intent to be you know mean or whatever right so i think it fell short i don't i did not particularly care for it um i really did not like that one joke (laughs) um but it is not a malicious fan fiction therefore i will give it a one nice yep you're a pro at just like (laughs) at the diplomatic rating yeah i did work in hr (laughs) (laughs) that's true true. i've learned how to obfuscate (laughs) i'm like i'm sorry you asking me a direct question i'm gonna swerve (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. That being said, I am 
I I know this is going to strike fear in your heart, but I'm really interested in revisiting uh, crossovers at some point in our future, which I know we, we will should. have to. We should. I but mean, the like, reality is we should. By the volume of crossover fic that exists on this planet, we should come back. Yeah. I, and I'll be very interested to see what other kind of um, approaches people have to it. I am also interested to see as we move through future tags and I use, there are more that I really dislike. Like, there are other tropes and other tags that I'm just, like, not about. And we haven't really touched on any of them yet because we decide what tags we want to do. And I'm always like, we're going to do this one. And you're like, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, so we haven't done the ones that I don't like yet. So I will be very interested to see if I continue to, like, experience disliking a tag and, is, uh, and then disliking a fic in general. Mm. Or if there are fics where I'm like, I really dislike this trope in general, but this fic is great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I'm really interested to see how that goes. That's a good point. I will not tell you what the tags are that I really dislike until we do them. Yeah, I was going to say, I, am, I was going to ask, but I don't think we should. I think it's no. more fun when we get there and Aaron just says, I hated this. Yeah, I'm like, hi. <laughs> this <laughs> is the worst. Um, as a genre. <laughs> uh, okay. I think that's everything, right? That's, yeah, It's I still think... so weird to me to only do one tag per episode. But <laughs> I agree, but I feel like that was a, that was a good discussion. We, mm-hmm. we came... Um, we we saw, we read, we conquered. We conquered. <laughs> um, Aaron, if people want to interact with us, where, do, where can they find us? On the internet. Mm, yep. Yeah, just go on to <laughs> ye old Google and old uh, type in Ficklist. And yeah, really. we'll pop up somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no. <laughs> we should actually be useful. So predominantly Twitter. Let's be real. I mostly yep. am on Twitter. Uh, at Ficklist because someone else had the Ficklist. And I was like, I hate you so much. Uh, and uh, also Tumblr at theficklistpodcast.tumblr.com. And also Instagram at theficklist. Uh, and also Facebook at theficklist. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, we are also on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on Podchaser, which is a new thing. I don't know what Podchaser is, but we're on it. Um, <laughs> and yep. Yeah. So SoundCloud, that's the other one. I was like, I know I'm missing something. I'm, I'm sure we're on other sites and I just don't know about it yet. <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's a thing. Right. Um, and yeah, we have a master rec list that we update with every episode with the fix so you can read along with us. We always accept recommendations for fix or tags because, as you can tell, we don't do well <laughs> on our own for too long. So please send us things. Please. It'll be great. <laughs> um, did I forget anything? I don't think. Oh, rate and review us on your podcast hosting site of choice. Yes, please. And have a popsicle, friends, because it's hot out there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not anymore, depending on when this comes out, but it's hot currently. <laughs> yeah, we post this in October and it's like, have a popsicle. It's like, oh, it's July. That's why I just said that. <laughs> but like popsicles are just tasty. Just have one. <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge fan, actually. Ugh, I have sensitive teeth. Sensitive teethies and sensitive peepers? Oh, my God. I'm a sensitive boy. You are a soft boy. <laughs> you would not do well in rugged terrain. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm strictly an indoor boy. I was just going to say that. I was like, you're like the indoor song from SpongeBob. <laughs> yep, yep. Take That's it away, me. Penny. <laughs> if that ain't a mood for quarantine, y'all. True. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode. See you later. Bye. Bye.